We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Awesome. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming <laughs> along just, today. I'm just talking into the microphone here, John. Sorry. That's your job, is to talk into the microphone. Yeah, except that I, I'm supposed to be talking about saying other things. Right. Well, you know... Mm. There are key things that, you know, make something move forward, and one of those just happens to be missing. Right. But that's okay. It's not that's like all. it's a radio program where you need to know what's coming up next or anything. Right. We'll get, we'll get to that, though. It's so fine. Have confidence in us. We are, we're at the wheel, and we'll guide you through the next two mm. hours if you want to stick around. It's going to be such a great two hours. Look, coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about big night for Sidney Crosby, perhaps, potentially. He could go for 500 tonight against the hated Flyers. Oh, it's coming. You know you it's feel coming. really good about 100%. it. 100%. See, I'm going to be out. Oh, that's a shame. So I have to record it. I have to, you know, be able to come home. But I'm already recording the Olympics, as you know. Fail. Because it'll be a big night tonight Fail. about that. Um, we're going to be talking about um, the priest who resigned after doing baptisms wrong. Right. We'll go to the phones and hear what you think about that in the 5 o'clock That's a hour. big story. Um, it's a national story. What, how- we... So like, As opposed so to if, I. So if the guy, the the priest screwed up the one... Guy, the guy. The guy. The priest screwed up one word yes. in the baptism. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, mm-hmm. like your baptism didn't count. And everything moving forward perhaps from that. What? So you're like your first communion didn't count. And Confirmation, your... marriage, last rites. Oh, perhaps. come on. Just okay, saying. we'll hear what you have to say about that in the Me? 5 o'clock hour. All right, okay. uh, in this hour, David French will be with us at uh, 440. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joel Penton is going to talk about actually doing a Bible study in a public school. I'm looking forward to this conversation because I've heard the commercials. And then we're like, uh, how does that work that you can do Bible study in your public school? Right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do anything like that in your public school? Bible study? Yeah, I had a Bible study in my in public, your public school. In your public school, did yeah. you? It was after school. Okay. It wasn't during school hours, but it was after school. Very nice. All right. Look forward to the conversation. Anyway, as we always do, Kath, uh, a very busy news day indeed. Uh, give us, please, the top four at four. For Tuesday, February 15th, that's the day after Valentine's Day. Right. It's uh, Is it Singles Day today or something like that? Galentine's Day is Galentine's is... Day. No, I think it was like, you know. For What's pe- Galentine's Day? Is that like the day before? Anyway. Get your days home. When's Fat Tuesday coming up? Pretty soon. It's coming up soon. March 2nd. Number one. Astronomers, remember they discovered last month that there was a piece of the SpaceX rocket that was going to hit the moon? Yes. You remember on that? The dark, on the far side of the moon. Right. And what they're saying, probably the Chinese. It's the Chinese who can do this. And so people were kind of dissing SpaceX because how could they be responsible with their space debris? Right. Well, it turns out that it doesn't look like it's from SpaceX at all. Uh-huh. It's different debris right. from somebody else. Why yeah. would you? 
like you can't keep track of your debris. So listen, uh, Bill Gray, who writes the Project Pluto software for astronomers, uh, said that he reviewed the data and realized that what he thought was a piece of the SpaceX rocket was actually the booster for the Chang'e, or Change 5T1 lunar mission. And he has no idea where the SpaceX booster is. Uh, right. Here's the problem. I mean, space, of course, obviously is vast. But all of a sudden, we're, we're out there now, and increasingly more so, pretty soon, there'll be giant eagle blue bags all over space. So it's, it's going it's to the be same thing. like Mount Everest. It's just gonna, we're just going to mess it up. This is what they're calling it, quote, the lack of proper tracking of deep space objects. All right. Number two. Russian teen skater Kamila Valieva finished with the highest score in the women's short program today in Beijing in her first competition since a ruling cleared her to skate after she failed a drug test ahead of the Olympics. So you're saying she won the gold? No, no, because only the short program. Do you not know anything about skating? Mm-mm. It's, uh, you don't either. Chris, nope. nobody, nor do I care. I'm on an island. Short program. There's a short program and a long program, oh, you guys. Of course. They're not going to give the medal out until they skate both of them. Is there no medium program? Anyway, Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir are the U.S. skaters who, for the former skaters, who who kind of do the commentating. Mm-hmm. And they were so angry that she was skating that they were silent during her performance. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I don't know the whole story, but I, I feel bad for her because she's 15. I, I feel bad for her, too. She tested positive for a banned heart medication in Russia in December, but her test only came to light last week. Her lawyers, John, are arguing she accidentally was contaminated with a drug from a product her grandfather was using. Do you buy that? I don't know. I mean, I mean Tara I- Lipinski said, we should not be seeing this skate. She tested negative. We all went through drug testing. We were all Olympic skaters. I get it. We did what we had to do. She didn't. She I shouldn't it. skate. It's Russia. And they they always get away with where they're not even competing under their own flag. They have to be called the Russia Olympic. Right. There's some Committee, ban in place right, right now, right? Yeah, so. because they were doping, mandatory doping from the government. Right, of they stink. Number three, Tesla CEO Elon Musk donated about five million shares of the company's stock, worth roughly five point seven billion dollars, to an unidentified charity. Whoa, one charity, $5 billion. According to a regulatory filing. He has not disclosed what charity it is. Really? Uh-uh. You think that would rock that? I mean, how, I mean $5.7 billion. Fabulous. I hope they do wonderful, wonderful Me work. Me too. That's Back in October, cash. he tweeted that he would sell $6 billion in Tesla stock and give the money to the UN World Food Program if oh. the organization would describe how the money would actually solve world hunger. Fabulous. But, and they described but, it well. But the World Food Program says they haven't received any money. Huh. So we're not sure who got the money. All right. But World Food Program says they'd be excited to get it. It's currently headed to the dark side of the moon. Number four. The Pittsburgh Steelers have a new offensive line coach, Pat Meyer. He spent the last five seasons as an NFL offensive line coach for the Carolina Panthers and the L.A. Chargers. Mm-hmm. He also spent two seasons as an assistant with the Bills and the Chicago Bears. Excellent. That's your top four. All right. Four nice. A little football news in there after the fact. I thought, I'm surprised we got football news. Well, you know what? You have to go down easy. It's not like you have the Super Bowl and then you're cut off. It's not like falling off a cliff. You have to kind of have a, as they call it in literature, denouement. Oh, a, a wind down. Mm-hmm. Well, in the old days, you'd be like, oh, hey, spring training. 
But those well, are the old days. Because they're going to have to fight over money. Well, who cares about baseball? And all the people who don't watch baseball now. Right. Because it's the worst. Coming up next. Uh, what about a Bible study at public school? You okay with that? Do you think that's a good idea? Do you think that's yeah. you know crossing over and as long mixing as it's not mandatory. church and state? I mean, you know, it's, it's voluntary, right? You right. show up. We'll talk about LifeWise Academy with Joel Penton coming up next. It is the a day after Valentine's Day edition of The Ride Home. All right. WORD. I was sitting there and I seen an ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said they go to heartbeat. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Are you ready to retire? Inflation is picking up, the markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. The stock market goes up and down is beyond your control. But you're at a point in your life where you can't afford to make big financial mistakes. I'm Al Abaroa, founder of Knight Strategic Wealth. Our investment strategy allows you to go up with the stock market, lock in your gains, and when the stock market goes down, your investment won't lose a dime. This works for your investments, savings at a brokerage firm, or even money in a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and literally never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. I was surprised when I first heard... And I'm surprised I didn't know this. So double surprised that students can be released from public school during school hours to attend Bible study. Me too. 
Joel Penton is with us. He's the executive director and founder of Stand for Truth. You may have heard the spots here on our station from LifeWise Academy. Joel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and this is a thing that I uh, remember doing when I was in high school, which is going to a Bible study at school, but it was after school hours. Um, so tell me, first of all, what state you live in, and are these regulations different state to state? I live in Columbus, Ohio, and there are different laws state to state. However, the Supreme Court has ruled on what is known as released time religious instruction, that it is constitutional. Now, about half the states in the nation have laws about it on the books. Released time religious instruction. So, Joel, uh, 1952, uh, why, why don't we know more about this? You know, that was the question that we joined in asking back in 2018 before we started LifeWise Academy. Um, There's a variety of reasons that word hasn't spread, and I could enumerate a bunch of them, but we came to conclude that the main reason was that nobody had yet put together the tools, uh, a plug-and-play replicable program for uh, communities to use. You know, there are so many mm. barriers to entry to get one started. You basically have to have to start a private school, honestly, to get one of these programs started. And so that's why we started LifeWise to put all the tools in a box so that anybody could start one of these things. Interesting. Okay. So when you first heard about this, and I'm sure like us, we're confessing, we're surprised by this, 1952, uh, the case went before the Supreme Court. So clearly, someone was before you who took this all the way to the highest court. Do you know for a fact that if those programs were instituted in public schools in 1952 or 53 or 54, how, how did that work? So it's interesting. It's kind of the reverse. Um, it, the There were many, many schools that had pastors going into schools and teaching the Bible during school hours in public schools. And what went to the Supreme Court, uh, the Supreme Court ruled that that cannot happen. Um, pastors can't go into schools, but students can be, if, if students are going to receive religious instruction, here's how it needs to work. They need to be released from school, so it needs to be off school property, and they need to have parental permission, and it needs to be privately funded. And so when the Supreme Court ruled, a lot of things shut down, meaning pastors stopped going into schools but what was very not very extensively picked up was taking advantage of the opportunity that was put in stone, and that's that students can be released from school to have Bible study. Okay, so a stumbling block then for a lot of school districts would be perhaps not on school property, right? I mean, you would figure a lot of schools are islands under themselves. So then how does that work? I mean, best case scenario, there is what, a storefront nearby or a neighbor's house nearby? Well, you know, there's some apparent obstacles that, frankly, are easily overcomable. I mean, about two-thirds of our program, students are able to walk to a nearby facility. Um, it's an educational facility or a local, or a church. There's many schools that have a church literally next door. So under volunteer supervision, students walk. Or in a third of our instances, we provide a shuttle to take students to a nearby church or community center, YMCA. Um, what we're finding is where there's a will, there's a way. Hmm. So it really requires, you're saying, someone to want to do it and then to be able to figure out how. 
So it's not that there's well, a regulation against it. It's just that people have not done it because they just haven't known how to do it. The mechanics. Yeah, it's the mechanics, but and that's that's the purpose of our ministry, Lifewise Academy, is to try to answer that how question. Now I think what we just need is people who want to do it. You know, we've put together the step-by-step process by which someone goes about starting one of these programs. And in fact, you don't want to just have one person doing it. It takes a community. Um, but we, we put together that process. And then the operations of running it, we provide those tools. Um, you just need willing people. Really? Okay. So then describe this. So obviously, you know, we're playing the commercials here on our station. Someone hears about this. They contact you on the website. We'll get the website so easy. And then you sort of step alongside and say, here essentially is like, you know, what, a a box or an instruction manual of how you and a group of concerned parents, this is the steps ABC. Yeah, we have a 10-step launch process. Step number one, anybody can start literally this moment. You can go on our website and begin what, building what we call a community interest list. So we say get at least 50 signatures from people in the community that say, yeah, we want to make, we want to see something like this happen. Cool. And then through the process, a steering committee is formed. The steering committee works with the, someone on our staff to put together a plan that is then presented to the school to obtain school approval and then we coordinate with the school the, the specifics of the logistics, and we give the templates for putting together a leadership team, a director, a teacher, you know, all of the details that you could think of um, to launch a successful program. I love it so much. We're talking to Joel Penton, executive director and founder of Stand for Truth. We're talking about LifeWise Academy. Um, Joel, let's think about it from the other perspective. What would you say to people listening to the show um, who've clicked on and think, I don't want this. I don't want there to be um, religious instruction in school. You know, I like the separation of church and state. Well, I would say that this establishes very clearly the separation of church and state in a very literal way. I mean, students are physically released from school. It happens off of school property. And that's the beauty of what the Supreme Court laid out, right, is that students, they need parental permission, so this isn't forced on anyone. There are no state funds used, um, and it happens off of school property. So someone who says, I don't want this for my child, I would simply say, well, you don't have to have it for your child. But the truth is that a large number of, of families want Bible instruction Mm -hmm. for their students. Our typical program, believe it or not, has over 60% participation rate in the public school. So even though a very small percentage of students attend church, the majority of students sign up uh, to enroll in our Bible education program. Oh, I love it. Okay, so Joel, uh, just some ballpark. Uh, Currently, what do you think? How many students are doing this? And what about the age range? Well, um, uh, release time in general as a practice has been around for over 100 years, and there's estimates a few hundred thousand of students enrolled nationwide. Hmm. LifeWise Academy is is a new program that we just launched in 2019, which is the first kind of plug-and-play model that any, um, any community could adopt. So we're now in... A few dozen communities. We have over 5,000 students enrolled in our programs. Um, And, uh, yeah, any community can jump on our website and and start the process. And and what about the age range? Students from what grade? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. The focus is elementary school. That's usually the initial focus. And then the program can expand 
upward as those students age. So we have mostly elementary school programs, and then we also have middle school and high school programs as well. Fabulous. And so for people who say, I'd like to do this, but I don't feel as though my biblical knowledge is deep enough to communicate that to a room full of students, what do you say to that? Oh, I'd say that anybody can start the process for their community and then engage as much in the ongoing process as they want and in a variety of roles. And so, you know, you could be the person who just kind of gets the ball rolling, who just spreads the word and says, hey, did you know we could do this? And you can build that community interest list. And then as the process goes in the community, the right people rise to the top in terms of the right leaders, the right teachers, and then on top of that, I mean, we provide the curriculum, we provide the systems and processes. The website is www.lifewiseacademy.org. That's lifewiseacademy.org. Joel, what else do people need to know? Well, I mean, we were just, you know, the money question comes up a lot, and uh, that's often the elephant in the room. Boy, how much does this cost? Mm -hmm. And to that, we'd say that there's a wide range. Sometimes there's a church next door, and it can be done very inexpensively. Other times, you know, you're finding a facility, you're hiring people. Um, But here's what we've learned every time, is that the communities are getting so excited about this. As soon as somebody learns that you can teach the Bible during the school day to these public school students, they're saying, hey, when do I show up? What size check do I write? That We're not having trouble finding the volunteers and the funding. What we just need is people to begin the process. Yeah, and so when I hear you speak, Joel, I think probably the biggest obstacle is just people's lack of knowledge that you can even do something like this. That's exactly right. When people hear teach the Bible during school hours, their initial response is, that's not possible, that's illegal, you must be making it up. But the <laughs> truth is, this is the, what we believe to be the greatest missed opportunity of the American church to reach the next generation, and it's just a matter of getting the word out. Joel, so since 2019, LifeWise Academy has been doing this. you got to pinch yourself sometime and you go, oh, Lord, I can't believe that this, you know, you've given me this opportunity. Here's a whole generation of young Christians that in some ways uh, I can steward. That's exactly right. I mean, we, we are pinching ourselves. When we first stumbled upon this, we, <laughs> like most people, we said, you know, this can't be real. Yeah. And then when we realized... It is real, and nobody knows about it. We thought, well, we must be missing something. (laughs) But with each passing month and each passing year, we're realizing, no, this is a real opportunity. And it is, um, yeah, it's almost hard to believe. And now we're seeing it just kind of explode nationwide. Wow. That's fabulous. Really, really. Keep it up, Joel. Yeah, super, super exciting. There. I mean, the, the word's out, so we appreciate your presence here and uh, hope that people all over Western Pennsylvania and our listening audience in Ohio and West Virginia jump on board as well. Congratulations on this. Keep going on. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Our pleasure. That's Joel Penton, Executive Director, Founder of Stand for Truth. We're talking about LifeWise Academy. If you're interested in more resources, lifewiseacademy.org. Super cool. Very nice. Okay, go LifeWise. We'll take a a quick break. Coming up next at the Oscar, Twitter's favorite fan film is going to be recognized during the broadcast. Do we really want to know what Twitter thinks about the movies? Uh, It's like people's choice, right? 
there's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to get started and save. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Haiti was already the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, but earthquakes, hurricanes, and COVID have made life even more difficult for families. You can help rebuild Haiti with Compassion International by texting the word radio to 97646. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. How did you not love him? Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with a low of 27. Tomorrow will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow's high, 59. Cloudy, breezy, and mild tomorrow night with a low of 49. Taking a look at Thursday, it'll become increasingly windy with rain becoming heavy. It'll be mild with a high of 57. We're expecting icy conditions late Thursday night with snow, sleet, and freezing rain. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. As someone who likes movies, this is the best time of year because you know, uh, you know the, that sort of the Oscar thing, which you know, kind of meh, it's weird. But anyway, uh, what I like about it is all these movies now are uh, most of them are available on streaming. So we, we that have, is really unique. I love it. 
I, I mean, I actually might see a couple. Yeah, I don't please. think last year I saw one movie How could you nominated not? for because I'm not a movie girl. How, you listen, you are I'm a viewer. Not. You but like I, streaming. I, I tend to like long form things. I like TV shows more than I like films. I don't get that. I, mean, I, I get know. that. I get it. It's just a different it kind is. of, of yeah. storytelling. I, I like to invest in characters that are going to take me longer than two hours. Well, at the end of two hours, sometimes you go, boom, what have I just encountered? And sometimes you what? think after two hours, I don't ever want to see these people again. Oh, without a doubt. But, you know, you, you know, streaming series that go on five seasons, six yeah. seasons, you're spending like, like months though. with people. You're like, you're like oh, in it geez. for That's a long time. I like I don't it. know. And to me, oftentimes, it's a rare thing that something grabs your, at least it's for me, that grabs and holds your attention like for the long, like, that's that happens to me all the Downton time. Downton Abbey, all creatures. I didn't really watch. Yeah, I mean that right. kind of stuff. I mean, uh, yeah. See, now I'm surprised that you were as into Downton Abbey as you were oh, because I, I didn't it. hang with that. I loved it. You, I'm curious. You loved it too, Christy. I loved it. We saw the movie in theaters. But yeah. So do we. Yeah. And I think there's a second one as there well. There is. It's coming yeah. out. Good. Why didn't you like it? I, it's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't love it enough to keep watching it. The Crown. I forgot about the Crown, but here's the you thing: forgot I forgot about the Crown. Well, because. Hello. It's like I've committed a moral anymore. outrage. Half the time, no, no. I, who it is was, this? Woman? It was only because I watched two seasons and then I was waiting for the third one. I just forgot about it. it wasn't right. like you know I stopped in the middle of a season or something. But it said you watched Jack Reacher. I didn't like oh, that. What the I think. Is... Listen, I have you seen Reacher? Yeah. Okay. Did you watch new, an episode of it? The new Reacher. Oh no, not the new Reacher. Yeah, no. there's a new one that just premiered on Prime this mm-hmm. week. And um, if you've read the books, which I have. Uh, Jack Reacher looks the part, but his acting is so terribly awful. He's like doing like an Arnold, like a, like a Terminator thing, like, you know, kind of animatronic. Mm -hmm. Jack Reacher isn't like that. Well, I I don't understand. I don't get it. That's just how he was directed. Hey, wait, a little sidebar here. I know that you're like a big Hugh Jackman fan. Yes. The reviews for Music Man? Yes. Horrible crushingly bad like crushing him yeah you're kidding me no like like really bad <laughs> really bad i'm just saying that's it so it, there's so How many can things that be? Uh, that's what i'm saying there are so many things in play in a production whether it's a play or a film or a long form they're just saying this is just really bad you don't want to go see this who knows what it'll survive it'll probably survive because the thing's been sold you know i think like a year ticket sales right. have been sold out right like major adjustments they're saying this is like he, it's kind of funny you bring up like this poor actor you know he's not a, he's a bad actor they're saying Hugh Jackman is so bad in this he missed the mark so tremendously mm mm-hmm. and you know it's not like he's a bad actor it's well, you don't pr- think he's only been in how right. many it's films the produ- and shows it's the production and the direction that they chose to go in that apparently it has not pleased the critics. <laughs> the critics. <laughs> like, wow. critics. like people know. Like okay, people. speaking of critics, everybody who has a Twitter Everybody's account a critic. is a critic. Okay, The whole world's a critic. So now we're going to encourage Twitter fans to weigh in. And during the Oscar presentation, not during even, the show. Even like you could do this right now. Like I just, could vote now? Yes. Uh-huh. Members of the Academy. Are we members of the Academy now? Is that no. what they're saying? Well, no, not, no, no. Uh, you have to be a member of the Academy. But... Beginning yesterday, if you're on Twitter, you will get to vote on your favorite film, not even the ones were nominated for the Oscars. Like if you like, you oh, know, like I could put like Rocky Inco- and Bullwinkle two. Oh, okay, right. right. Like well, one that wasn't even released this year. Exactly. 
Uh, use the hashtag Oscars Fan Favorite, the film that receives the most votes by March 3rd, which is the Oscars are like like late March, will be recognized during the awards broadcast. Yeah, it is. March 27th. So it's kind of goofy. So you have to turn your votes in by March 3rd. Mm-hmm. It's not till March 27th. It's like voting for MVP at the Super Bowl. Right. You have to turn it in two minutes ahead. For Here. some reason, we're not really sure. And three Twitter users who cast their vote during the February 14th to March 3rd period will be selected along with their guests to have an all-expenses-paid trip to Los Angeles to present an Oscar award <laughs> at the ceremony in 2023. Now, can you imagine? That's, that's going to be gonna horrible. Be? Okay. Here's Bethany. <laughs> okay. Here's Chad. Hi. This is... Um, oh, I want to say hello to everyone. At- <laughs> I mean, it'd be horrible, you know. <laughs> this is Charlene from Avella. That's a problem. Because everybody thinks so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I'm going to ask you this. What are you going to vote for? What's your favorite film you're going to vote uh, the, for? Well, the, my favorite film I've seen this year so far is Encanto. What? Encanto. What? You don't know what Encanto is? <laughs> it's the new Disney movie. I don't know. I don't it has the, it. It's the number one song in America right I now. I watch it. I could care less. Oh, have you seen it, Christy? I have multiple times. My niece what? watches it like, I don't know. What did you think? That was good. Oh, I loved, you didn't love it? No, I've seen it. it a thousand times yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. Really? It's vaulted to the top. It's animated. It's... Animated. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I talk pretty is, someday. Is it animated? I mean, it's, it's, a Disney, it's a Disney princess movie, so yeah, it's animated. It's animated. <laughs> Here are the best pictures. Okay. I want to know. Now, you haven't seen Belfast yet, but I believe you've seen- This weekend. Uh, you haven't seen Drive My Car, the Japanese film? I have not. Okay. All of the other movies, Good I movies. believe you've seen, though. Okay, I'm going to ask you now Everybody for an should... early favorite. If I you, I, I don't care. I'm going to ask you. Oh. So you don't. Even, I just, I, you might not care, but I I'm just, still asking. I, just said I don't care. Okay, Belfast. We're going to skip, but we're going to go Coda. Loved it. Don't look up. Weird. Dune. Loved it. King Richard. Licorice Pizza. Nightmare Alley. Power of the Dog. West Side Story. She has some good movies in there this year. Yeah. There really are. You have to tell me what your favorite of those films was. Well, okay. So it, here's the weird thing. Uh, like when you like, uh, like, like think about like the Oscars, you know, historically, you think like, you know, Dr. Zhivago or, you know, something like sure. that. From Here to Eternity. Yeah. None of those films particularly are of that caliber. Okay. Um, like I loved, loved, loved Licorice Pizza. It's a slight film. Really, it is. So it's Co- not. It's not The Godfather. No, no. Coda. I loved it. It's a slight film. You know, very wonderful, great story, wonderful story, a lot of fun. Both both films. Those are, I would say, top two. West Side Story. Loved it as well. Um, should it be Best Picture? I don't know. I don't care. I, I just know. I just know from like that list when it's available. I go. Oh, I'm going to sit down and I and like pretty much guaranteed. I'm going to see a great movie. Christy, have you seen any of these films? I have not. Me neither. No, no desire. But we've seen Encanto, so that's right. All right. You don't even know the song. No, because I don't have he kids. I don't have song. little kids in my house. How do you? Why are you watching that? Well, because I mean, the song is such you have a big all this deal. Choice of but all these great all, movies, and you like choosing the music is really Disney wonderful. Thing? It's Lin Manuel. Okay. Okay. What about Dune? I'm surprised. Oh, I love Dune. That was yeah. excellent. That okay. was fabulous. Is that the kind of movie that would be best picture, do you think? Yeah, it seems it to have be. the epic scape, the epic scope mm-hmm. of a yeah, best sure. picture film. Probably won't Where be. Where Licorice Pizza doesn't. Yeah. 
I'm only looking from the outside. I don't but. know. I, seriously, the, the whole thing, the members of the Academy, that whole thing, I don't know how that whole thing works. It seems to me like a lot of politics. Okay, what was the best picture a year ago? I have no idea. See? Could, Who won the Super Bowl last year? I could year? care less. I don't know. Well, I don't know those Tom Brady in Tampa Bay won oh, yeah. last year. But was it 1917? Or the one where the kid was just running? Do you know what movie I'm talking about? Oh, the World He's War One. World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Was that it? Oh, that was a good movie, too. But that wasn't Best Picture, was no, it? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think no it idea. was. And I don't think that was last year. I think wow. that was the year before. You know, I don't know. They all just blend together. They do. Right. That's how life is. When you get older, all things, oh, here comes another one. <laughs> when you're a certain age, things happen. But, oh, here we go, a certain age. Uh, when you're a certain age. Mm-hmm. That's Christy. She's not a, yet a certain age. No, I'm not even 30. No. Yeah. Class, you're not a certain age, but you're close. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. What's next? Oh, David French. 101.5 WORD. Wedding bells are cause to celebrate. But how do you know if they'll ever ring for you or if they're supposed to? John MacArthur answers that and gives timely biblical guidance for making the most of your marriage. Married or not, tune in for this important study called Restoring Marriage here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Angels Light Addiction Specialists is a beacon of hope for those struggling with substance use disorder. At Angels Light, recovery begins with the unique dignity and worth of every resident. Their small boutique treatment center approach allows a diverse and experienced staff to focus on putting people first and provide the high quality of structured, comprehensive care necessary to support big life changes. Angels Light Addiction Specialists. For immediate help, click call now on Facebook or visit inpatientaddiction.com. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Schedule a personal tour today and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. 
Who is David French? That's the question, right? Well, we're going to find out today. David's been a friend of ours for a long time, been very kind to us being on the program so many times over so many years. He's senior editor at The Dispatch. He's an attorney concentrating his practice in constitutional law and the law of armed conflict, also a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom, and the author or co-author of several books, including the number one New York Times bestseller, The Rise of ISIS, A Threat We Cannot Ignore. David, happy to see you, my friend. Welcome back. Great to see you guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Are you excited about a college basketball season heating up? You know, I am less of a college basketball fan really? than than NBA basketball. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I, I sound right, disappointed. Right behind you. me is Ja Morant, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, I yeah. love. Uh, we yeah. don't have an NBA but, team here, David. Sad. I know. I know. Well, I mean, I, we don't have one in Nashville area either, but Memphis is just right down the road. So that's good. You can adopt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, David. So uh, the Daily Dispatch, which uh, Kath we and I read. Lo- it's listen. It's so great. Mm-hmm. I just love it. I forget what I did before the dispatch was a thing. Yeah, it's a, and well, how would you describe it, David? Um, an informational email newsletter? What, what, what? Yeah, so we're um, basically the dispatch broadly is a website de- dedicated to fact-based reason and analysis where you can take a vacation from the hot takes. Uh, and the morning dispatch, which is our daily email, I would compare it to sort of a version of like your morning paper that you used to get mm-hmm. that – you know, you're going to get an overview of what's going on in the world, and you're also going to get a one or two sort of deep dives so that you know, for example, you know, what's the state of play between Russia and Ukraine? What's the state of electoral reform efforts? Um, we'll die, you know, the Joe Rogan controversy. We dive into everything, all of the major stories of the day in a way that is really intended to inform and not inflame. And so, uh, yeah, I think the number one compliment that we get on our work is uh, you have uh, you help keep me sane. <laughs> so I think we should have that as a tagline. Yeah, keeping that's you a high sane that must make that must make you feel really good because everything about social media and 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 cable news and talk radio is just causing people to get more and more amped up. Yeah, oh, well, it's all designed to. I mean. You know, one of the interesting counterfactuals in American life is what if all the news organizations, when the Internet was first invented, decided we're going to have a paywall. You have to subscribe to us just like you did to get our paper copy, Um, because what happened is, you know, for I know this is what you want to talk about. But for, you know, 20 or so years, we created a world where you could only make money on the Internet from news if you could just drive maximum amount of eyeballs. And so that created a rather than, you know, someone valued what you provided and you're going to pay for a subscription like we always did before with news. So that created an incentive for sensationalism. The only way to make money was to get, you know, uh, as many eyeballs as you can. Nine reasons why the Democrats want you dead. Seven reasons why the Republicans are the worst people in the world. I mean, you know, all of this kind of clickbait. And so it created enormous incentives for people to try to sensationalize and and to emphasize the worst uh, in the world and to emphasize the worst in their political opponents. So when we started the dispatch, we said no ads. We are not taking any ads in our online presence at all. It's all going to be subscription-based so that we don't – we tried to disincentivize clickbait so that you know nobody will come to us just because a headline like grabbed their eyes and – Oh, I, ooh, those people are evil. I want to hear more about the evil people. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not, 
that's not the way we want to do things. Very good. So, David, you, you, do, you do. You thread the uh, the needle very well, a cultural, political, and uh, a Christian worldview. So, and some basketball thrown in. Let's just talk a about lot, you as a guy. Yeah, lots of basketball, yeah. <laughs> so, David, who are you? P- please tell us about your spiritual and your social heritage. Yeah, so I grew up in uh, rural Kentucky. I was born in Alabama to Auburn parents uh, in mm-hmm. Opelika, Alabama. But I grew mm-hmm. up in uh, rural Kentucky, part of the Churches of, uh, churches of Christ, the Acapella Churches okay. of Christ. Yeah. Um, very, I, I know Church of Christ folks don't say fundamentalist, but fundamentalist-ish um, a, a congrega- you know, congregation. And uh Went to a Christian college, Lipscomb University of Nashville, had a great, great time there, and then went to and was really pretty much in that Church of Christ bubble most of my life. I mean, is that a Church of Christ school. College? Yes, Church of Christ College. It was, it's not as much then, but it, it was definitely Church of Christ now. I mean, at then, it, definitely then, not as much now. And uh, so I grew up in a Church of Christ bubble, even though I was a public school kid in Kentucky. And then I went to law school at Harvard. And it was really my first exposure to what you would call the evangelical world, sort of this mm. ecumenical evangelical world where um, Baptists and um, Baptists and, and Pentecostals and Presbyterians all mixed together in the law school Christian fellowship. It was a small group of us, uh, Harvard Law School, especially at that time, was very, very politically supercharged. There are lots of shout downs, um, lots of intolerance directed towards dissenting points of view. And so my small group of Christians that we, I was with, we were from all different denominational backgrounds, but we're united in love for Jesus Christ. And it's one of the best uh, spiritual experiences of my life, quite frankly, was that was where, you know, it, there was a cost to be born, a social cost to be paid in being a Christian. And it really helped define who you really were. You know, and you, and you to, accepted that. Yeah. I, in fact, in many ways, I kind of relished the experience, to be honest, because I didn't uh, lack for a sense of purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, then sense. Here, here, you know, here I am in a, in a place where a lot of people had never heard much about Jesus at all. I mean, I remember meeting one classmate and he says, I've never met an evangelical Christian in my life. Hmm. And number one, I was thinking, well, you're not from Kentucky. And, <laughs> 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 And number two, I kind of had this, well, this is neat. You know, like this is somebody, yeah. uh, you know, I can introduce Christianity to them. And then after law school, I was a law firm lawyer for a while. And then I moved into the world of public interest uh, litigation, where I was a pro-life religious liberty attorney, um, first for the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education, then for the Alliance, what is now called the Alliance Defending Freedom. And I used to run uh, a, a section of our litigation called the Center for Academic Freedom. So I represented Christian students, professors, student groups, um, and from kindergarten all the way to PhD wow. um, all across the country. And I did that for until, you know, about 2015 is when I left the full-time practice of law. And then I became a journalist first at National Review and now at the Dispatch. I see. So then who you are as a, as a boy growing up in Kentucky, a Christian, a public school product, uh, then later on as a lawyer, also uh, as a sidebar, of course, a, a veteran in the armed forces. Mm-hmm. When you look back at all that, was there a person in your life who was formative, someone who was a, a mentor or an inspiration uh, to form you as a man? 
You know, I mean, my dad, first and foremost, without question, um, if you're thinking about a, you know, he, he taught me early in life that, you know, an incredibly important lesson, which is there is a huge difference between believing you have integrity and having integrity. There's a huge difference in believing that you have courage and having courage. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, he walked the talk and, and he sort of taught us as a family ethos that you, you walk the talk. You don't, you know, the, a, a belief that you have that is untested. Do you really even know if you believe it? You know, a character trait that you have, if it's untested, do you even know if you have it? Um, and so he was by far my number one, um, my number one influence. But as far as a Christian thinker goes, I mean, C.S. Lewis is head and shoulders uh, above the rest as far as, uh, you know, I read, I started reading Lewis. um, I would have Tolkien that I would read (laughs) for fun and Lewis that I would read for education. And uh, both of them shaped me in some really important ways. Fabulous. And then you mix them up, right? And then you read yeah. Lewis for entertainment, and you read Tolkien for education. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. wonderful that they could both do both things. Um, David French is with us, senior editor at the Dispatch. David, we need to take a break. Can you stay with us? Sure thing. Terrific. Right. David French will be back with us. We're going to hear more about who he is—not just the lightning rod on Twitter, but the real guy. <laughs> I'm cute kid number one. And I'm cute kid number two. And we have been forced. You mean hired? We have been hired. To tell you what direct lender FOMO is. So let's say you buy a new home. Let's go! And maybe you use one of those big mortgage monsters. Or someone your realtor or friend recommends. Then a few months later, you hear us being forced. Hired. Hired. To tell you about our mortgage team's direct lender advantage. And then you feel like you missed out. Because you probably didn't miss out. And that is direct lender FOMO. And that's a wrap. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. Which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. For you, this often allows us to get you a better rate on that new home mortgage, saving you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. Windows are us. You tried the rest, now try the best. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. with David French, Senior Editor at The Dispatch. We're getting to know David a little better today. A lot of us follow David on Twitter or different social media, or maybe we read him at The Dispatch. And um, always good to get like a more full understanding of how we've all come to where we are. And so Without that's what we're doing with David today. Okay, so David, there you are. Uh, a product of the public schools in Kentucky, a Harvard grad, a military veteran, uh, mm-hmm. know and love Jesus in your life following C.S. Lewis, reading C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, uh, growing up one way, and now you see in this era, uh, in 2022, institutionalized Christianity that looks different than all of us used to know. Uh, How do you see this today? How do you see what Christianity has become in America and the way that you talk about it? Yeah, you know, um, I would say, I would describe what's happened as, uh, as, um, a good way to put it is a friend of mine who's a leader in a very well-known Christian activist organization said uh, a feeling of embattlement, which is leading to what he called sort of a cornered animal response, mm. a, a sort of an anger and a lashing out and a fear that has taken hold in a lot of quarters of American Christianity. And in a way that, frankly, I never expected in in my life, you know, just for example, I mean, in 1998, the Southern Baptist Convention passed a resolution on character and politicians, and it said tolerance of serious wrong by leaders sears the conscience of a a culture, leads to unrestrained lawlessness, and surely will result in God's judgment that, in other words, character really, really mattered for leaders and now, you know, evangelicals are the population least likely to say that character really matters in leaders and polling. I never saw that coming. I did not no. think that that would happen, for example. I, uh, I never thought that I would see coming such a profound sense of pessimism and despair almost as people approach the culture. And I think it's a profound sense of pessimism and despair that's leading to a level of defensiveness and leading to a level of suspicion and mistrust that in many ways, it really is um, contrary to the way the body of Christ has been exhorted to live within the world. It's easy to forget that when we read things scripturally about God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind, this was not written, you know, in 1955 America. This was written when Christians had no power no power in the Roman Empire, and were in fact subject to violent persecution. When uh, bless those uh, who persecute, you know, love your enemies, bless those who persecute you, the fruits of the Spirit, all of these exhortations are given where, as fearful as we are now, heck, think about 
the situation of early Christians. And I'm just taken by surprise in many ways at the level of fear and suspicion and mistrust uh, that so many Christians have at this moment. Yeah. Well, David, we want to thank you for weighing in, as you do. And um, we support that you have a point of view and that you're able to say it and that you say it very well. And uh, I appreciate your bravery in being able to stick up and say, you know what, I'm just going to say what I believe is the right thing, come what may. (laughs) Well, thank you very much. David French from The Dispatch. You're getting to know David. Mm -hmm. You can find information about The Dispatch. Is that the right town? I don't even follow the NBA. I don't get it, David. It is. Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Take a quick break. Come back and reset for the 5 o'clock hour. What is ahead? We're going to talk about uh, Canada and Barry Manilow. And the priest who baptized people wrong. Come and help us. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Diplomatic efforts continue even as Russia announcing a partial troop withdrawal from drills near Ukraine. Clugston reports. Russia's Vladimir Putin says he doesn't want war, but NATO says it has seen no signs of Russian military de-escalation. Western officials say Moscow continues to build combat forces and other capabilities. Meanwhile, President Biden spoke with French President Macron by phone about the Ukraine crisis, and a State Department official says Secretary of State Blinken held a call with his Russian counterpart. Greg Clugston, the White House. It may not be over yet for former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Most Democrats in a new poll believe she should be investigated by Special Counsel John Durham for her alleged role in linking former President Donald Trump to illegally to Russia. This is SRN News. Hi, I'm Al Averroa, founder of Night Strategic Wealth. Inflation is picking up, markets are volatile, and the dream of a comfortable retirement is harder to attain than ever before. Nobody wants to run out of money in retirement. That's why I'm going to share something that your financial advisor doesn't want you to know. With our investment strategy, when the stock market goes up, you earn a market-linked return that locks in every year. And when the stock market goes down, your investments won't lose a dime. There are no unnecessary fees, and it works for your investments, money at a brokerage firm, or even money at a bank. It's simple, it's safe, and that's why savvy investors work with us. Want to learn more? Text FREE to 833-898-0500, and we'll send our retirement readiness kit directly to your phone right now. If you want to help build a retirement portfolio that will go up with the market and never lose money, get our retirement readiness kit today and see how this strategy can help secure your future. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. Text FREE to 833-898-0500. It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's Dairy Farm Tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. 
call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the spring house in 84. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD along with this offer. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with a low of 27. Tomorrow will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow's high, 59. Cloudy, breezy, and mild tomorrow night with a low of 49. Taking a look at Thursday, it'll become increasingly windy with rain, becoming heavy. It'll be mild with a high of 57. We're expecting icy conditions late Thursday night with snow, sleet, and freezing rain. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. A gorgeous, sunny Tuesday, although it uh, is a chilly one. But uh, listen, it's a good. It's always a good day when Barry Manilow is in the news. I mean, who doesn't love a Barry Manilow story? Uh, Christy, you... Uh, at your tender age of 28, do you know who Barry Manilow is? Yes, I do. How do you know that? How do you know? Um, my, I think either my brother-in-law or my mom, somebody listens to them, to him. Looks like we made mm-hmm. it. Yep. Oh, Mandy. You came and you <laughs> gave without taking. At the Copa. Copa, Copa Cabana. Cabana. Right. The hottest uh. spot north of... Wait, what was that? Um, wait, there was another one. Um... Even now, oh, yeah. another when one. I come shining He's through. a virtual hit machine, Barry Manilow. I swear, is. I think. I do you. believe somewhere in my vinyl collection, I may at one point in my life bought a Barry Manilow album. I may have. Uh, I had two cassettes. Two cassettes. Mm-hmm. And one was the song I was just singing, Even Now. I'm looking at uh, Barry's disog- discography. It's enormous. Uh, do you know he had a, a Manilow sing Sinatra? That would have been atrocious. 1998. Uh, the ultimate Manilow. There's a lot of. I mean, he's been around since, probably since the 60s. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, he's just and he wrote a jillion songs yeah. and more songs, even more than his songs. He wrote jingles. Yeah, like he wrote the McDonald's jingle, <laughs> like uh, the start of his career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's doing fine. Anyway, it, it's easy to mock Barry Manilow because it, you know it's like the ultimate and easy listening. Well, it's the suppose. ultimate earworm. It just right. doesn't stop. So uh, this is a weird story because apparently this happened in New Zealand and in Canada as well as uh, there were protesters, of course. I think we're all acquainted with the stories of the protesters in Canada and in New New Zealand. 
that um, in both instances, the police tried to blare um, Barry Manilow songs to the protesters to inflame them <laughs> in the hopes that they would they would disperse. Well, uh, in New Zealand, they so have, it's, it's a repellent. Right. So in New Zealand, they would have none of that. The protesters inflamed the Barry Manilow people by playing Twisted Sister back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you rather hear Twisted Sister or Barry Manilow? I think I might choose Twisted Sister. That's we're, not my favorite band, though. We're not going to take it. It's not even it. a band I really like. You know the song, We're Not Going to Take It? We're not going yeah. to take it. Twisted Sister. So it was, you know, competing audio earworms. Well, We're Not Going to Take It is significantly different than one voice, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Singing in the darkness. I mean, I don't know. All it takes is one voice. Barry's singing so you hear what's on your mind, and when you look around, you'll find. How old do you think Barry Manilow is? Seventy-four. Mm, I have no idea. I really, I don't. I, I would say older. I would say seventy-eight. Okay. Uh, I'm just guessing, though. I have no idea. I'm not good at your game. So. No, it's just. Uh, I think he's going to be on tour. Did you like he's seventy-eight? Oh, see, why do I even try? <laughs> you There's no point. Just a lucky There's guess. no point. Did you, at one point, if you had the vinyl, yeah. you liked Barry? I guess, yeah, sure. I went out and spent some cash. I may have been like, you know, a sophomore, maybe in high school. In high school. Yeah. See, I was into Barry when I was like third, fourth, fifth grade. Oh, see, now, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's just, I, I very much, very much liked Barry at that point. Yeah. But I, when you reach a certain stage, when you can, when you're you're a little more self aware, you think, "Wow, that was a lot yeah. of sappy music that However, went on." If someone said to you, "Hey, Kath, I got two tickets for Barry. You want to go?" No, you, I would go. Would you? A, yes, I would. In no, a I don't think I would go. Because can you imagine the like the production values around that? It'd be like a Vegas show, right? He's like with an I orchestra. Think, didn't he do a, a Vegas oh, residency? Sure. I think he did. Without it, he probably owns. You know, he's probably best yeah. friends with Wayne Newton. Yeah. I think he did that. They're very similar. Because if he did hit after hit after hit, the concert could be four hours long. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, would you rather see Barry Manilow or Wayne Newton? (laughs) That's terrible. No, it's not. How about about stay in my room and read? No, no. Uh, Barry Manilow or Celine Dion? Again. Same thing. Yeah. Well, would you? I, would you like to see? I any? would go. Yeah, I, I guess I would go. Of course, it'd be a, it'd be a lot of fun. I don't know if it would be a lot of it fun. It would be a lot of fun. You I know. mean, if you went with fun people, it could be a lot of fun. You know, you, could you know what? I have no connection to Wayne Newton, so he's he he would not even be a consideration. No connection. I would Dunk go. Not at all. No don't know anything shame. about Wayne Newton. But I have enough early life connection to Barry Manilow. I guess I would choose Barry. Yeah, I would like to go. I mean, I, if someone gave tickets, let's but, take Christy. Like Barry Manilow comes to Pittsburgh. She's got a and we're connection. She's got a connection. That tells you something. Do you right know there. Mandy? You came and you gave without taking. I don't know that. That one. I sent you away, oh, Mandy. I don't know. Mm. That's really. It'll get stuck in your head, and you'll just want to. Anyway, I, you know, it's easy to diss him, but I wonder if he feels bad or if he's like in on the joke. He has to be in on. In, I think, in on the and joke. plus, he's so incredibly rich. That probably helps. But at the same time, that's his work. You know, it's his life's work. So some people are mocking right. your life's work to disperse protests. Should I talk about the songs that I liked? Is that what that make was that are you saying I'm being too hard on Barry? You well, think I am? no, they're using it as a tool. Well, to they are. Yeah, the, yeah, I thought you meant I was. You're, right. So you're No, no, no. I'm so just you're saying no. that Canada and New Zealand are being too mean to Barry. Kind of. Okay. 
Can I share this information with you? Yeah, please. He uh, he just did a residency in Las Vegas in 2021. Mm-hmm. Oh, what during COVID? Yeah. How about that? Barry in a mask. Barry Looks in a mask. Looks like it'd be all muffled. Just saying. Even now, could be his schmaltziest song. <laughs> That's a high bar. When I come shining through, I swear I think of you. And God, I wish you knew. Even, Even now. now. It would be hard to be that good at writing something just for that to come so easily to you. And you couldn't refuse it. No, of course not. It's you a just gift. spit it's a it gift. out. And then it just... It's then, a fabulous gift. Right. Would you rather see Barry Manilow or Elvis? Oh, I don't like Elvis at all. Oh, I'd see Elvis in a hot Would you? minute. Are you kidding me? Oh, that'd be a blast. Do you have any connection to Elvis, Christy? Um, just, you know, a class I took in high school, but that's about it. Wait, wait okay. did you get a class? You took an Elvis class no, in high school? I took, you know, I was into music, so I took a bunch of music classes. Yeah. And that was one of them. It was like a music history class. Oh, okay. And they broke down Elvis, right? Yeah. Remember when Spinal Tap goes and goes to Graceland and tries to sing? Yeah. <laughs> and to I, honor I'd love him. to go to Graceland, too, wouldn't you? I would no, love to go. Oh, I, would. I have zero interest. Oh, I would. Why would you want to go to Graceland? Because it's cool. What? It just it's weird and cool. Yeah, but the emphasis on weird it's like so over the top. Say what you will. I mean, it's a fascinating life. And Colonel Tom Parker and that whole crazy thing. Poor Elvis. I feel bad for him. I mean, he was a tool. He was being used. Yeah. I mean, really, you feel bad. It was. A, it's a tragedy in many ways. It really is. Look at me defending Elvis. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's the Tuesday edition of the ride. Barry to Elvis. I don't know what's happened. Coming up next. um, What are we doing next? Oh, yeah, the Jazz Age president. We're going to talk about Warren Harding. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Would you rather see Elvis or Warren Harding? Warren Harding. Okay, good. (laughs) 101.5-WORD. Beginning Wednesday of this week, Chuck Swindoll presents a series on marriage and the family. Listen, since knowledge frees us, we need the directives, God's word, to counteract the messages and missiles of the media. Listen up. Protect your family. Hear Chuck Swindoll address the pressing issues facing every Christian home. This week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Here's some great news. If you miss the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if, like a lot of people, you just have a plan you're not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's a Christian healthcare sharing program. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they love it. In fact, MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to that of health insurance. And MediShare really is the gold standard when it comes to healthcare sharing. It's been around more than 25 years. Members have shared more than $4 billion of each other's medical bills. Plus, MediShare is for you. It has saved its members billions by advocating on their behalf. Best of all, the typical savings for a family is around $6,000 a year. So if you think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have much to offer, think again. MediShare has a 98% customer satisfaction rating, and you are invited to be part of it. Call now. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE.
We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Maybe you're an elder in a local congregation or a deacon wanting to serve your church more faithfully. Dr. Barry York on the Master of Theological Studies program at RPTS. The wonderful thing about the MTS degree is you can actually do it all online. So they can take the degree online and grow in that theological ability that will allow them to either teach or work more faithfully in their local congregation. Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Trivial Pursuit. Warren Harding comes up in a question. People kind of go, uh, Warren Harding. Um, I don't really remember Wasn't he when like, he was. Or, or people go, he was a really bad president. Wasn't that the Great Depression? Whenever I think of like people who list worst presidents, yeah. I always think of Warren Harding on the list. Why is that? Uh, well, I, to be honest with you, you don't know. I don't know. Right. It's just he just got a bad rap. Yeah. It's, Maybe he does. It's, or just the, it's like his, conventional wisdom, which means con- nothing. No, it means nothing Usually at all. isn't wise. Conventional wisdom. Well, uh, we're happy to welcome to the show Ryan Walters. He's a historian who teaches history at Collin College in Texas. His new work is called The Jazz Age President Defending Warren G. Harding. And uh, Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are y'all doing? We can't complain. Well, Ryan, so am I alone in think when I when I think of like the worst presidents list, I mean Harding's name in my head is already is is always on it. No, you're not wrong. Uh, because that's probably what you were taught in school and that's what that's the only thing that's ever said about him. I mean, you can actually go to Amazon and type in worst president ever and there's T shirts with Harding's picture on it that says worst ever. I mean it's it's everywhere. Um, he's finished last in more presidential polls than any other president. Um, he's come up a few notches in recent years, but he's still considered a failed president. Right. And I don't believe that's justified. And my book is trying to straighten out some of that. Uh, there's a lot of myths and falsehoods um, in American history in general, but particularly with Harding. And I'm just trying to do my part to to. Uh, get rid of some of those myths. Excellent. Good. Well, we're glad that you're here to set the record straight, Ryan. Okay, the Jazz Age. Set us uh, in that uh, time frame. Jazz Age is considered when? That's the 1920s, the great roaring 20s, kind of a fun decade. Remember, the country was had gone through about 20 years of progressive reforms with Teddy Roosevelt and Taft and Wilson, and then we got into World War One, and we got out of that at the end of 1918. And, of course, talk about pandemics. We had a the so-called Spanish flu pandemic that went around the globe and uh, was pretty bad. The year 1919 was truly awful. I have a chapter on that in the book, a lot of violence and bombings and uh, racial problems and lynchings and things. And then the economy hit the depression in 1920. 
So Harding comes in, he's elected in 1920, takes office in 1921, and begins to straighten all that out. And that leads to the Roaring Twenties, which is a lot about the booming economy, but it was also the time people wanted to let their hair down. You know, you got the flappers, and women are more liberated, and prohibition, but that's not stopping anybody from going to speakeasies and having a good time. And, and, and of course, jazz becomes a really popular uh, form of music. So it was really a fun decade. Mm-hmm. And so talk about who Harding was and how he fit into that. Harding was from Ohio. Uh, he was raised in uh, Marion, Ohio. Uh, a journalist, young man, and bought a newspaper, which is still around, the Marion Star. Uh, got into politics um, as a state senator and then the lieutenant governor. Uh, eventually was a United States senator uh, at the end of his first term when he was given the nomination for president in 19. Uh, 20. So he's a, he's from a small town. He's not a, you know, a big city guy. Uh, he's a small town American. He kind of grew up with those values. He's not an academic. He didn't come from a wealthy privileged background. You know, he came up hard like a lot of people and just really, um, pulled himself up by his own bootstraps and really was successful. Uh, particularly with his newspaper. Yeah, so a newspaper guy. So in some ways, like, you know, here we are today in the era of fake news. So did Warren Harding use the newspaper business, his own platform, to increase his uh, public sort of ascendance? Oh, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure that that happened a lot. In 1920, for example, is an interesting tidbit. He ran against James Cox. So Harding was a U.S. senator from Ohio. Cox was Ohio's governor at the time. He was also a newspaper man. Hmm. He owned two newspapers in Ohio, so it was an election of, of between newspaper men. But Harding had a really good relationship with journalists because he was one. He was one of the first ones to have press conferences and invite the press in. Uh, when he was running in 1920, he built a little cottage behind his house there in Marion where the, where the, the reporters could meet and do their work and, and rest and things. So he had a good relationship, but of course, particularly locally, uh, everybody in Marion knew who Warren Harding was. He had a very good relationship with the people there in town. So that certainly helped boost him, particularly in his local offices like state senator, he was, uh, which he served two terms. So what was his road to the White House? How, did that, how, how was that paved for him? Or how did he pave it? Well, well he, was a, he was considered a dark horse presidential candidate. That means, in, in political parlance, that means somebody who was not thought of as a candidate when the process started. Uh, in other words, when they were getting ready for the nominating convention, because this is this is before the supremacy of presidential primaries. There were a handful of primaries, but you still had to win the nomination at the convention. So, um, and get enough delegates there. So he ran in some of the primaries, but you have to go to the convention um, and convince enough delegates to do that. And he was a darker. Nobody thought about Warren Harding when the process started. There were some pretty good candidates. So one of them was General Leonard Wood. Uh, he was one of the leading ones, but the top candidates couldn't couldn't get the nomination. So Harding sort of emerged out of that deadlock. Hmm. Uh, people sort of turned to him, um, and he wanted on the, about the ninth ballot. So it took some time, and of course the the myth is he did it in a smoke filled room where these, you know, in a hotel room in Chicago, they, these these senators got together and and. So we're gonna we're gonna give it to Harding because he's easygoing and pliable and and he'll do what we want. But that's I refute that myth in the book. 
Interesting. So it wasn't as though he, you know, swept across the country and by popular vote won um, right. one, you know, state after yeah. another. Uh, you're saying the old traditional smoke-filled room, he found his way yeah. into the uh, nomination for the presidency. So then, of course, obviously he won the presidency. Then, you know, we think of the negative, but what are the highlights? I mean, if you're saying these are the three top things that Warren Harding did as president, you, you, you've got somewhere in that ballpark? Well, what I start the, the book out. I don't again. It's not a full biography. I do talk about Harding's background some, so people will know something about him. But I start with the fight over the League of Nations in 1919 and 1920, and then, of course the awful year 19. The things you have to really put Harding in context, and his accomplishments look a lot better when you see how bad a shape the country was in as far as domestic tranquility, violence, the economy being in bad shape. When he comes in and reverses all that, I mean, he revived the economy and began the greatest boom we've ever seen which is the roaring 20s. Uh, we've never seen a decade like that. We averaged 7% growth a year and paid down a third of the national debt, cut taxes four times. Wow. Um, we've never seen a boom like that um, at any time. Um, his foreign policy uh, doesn't get hardly any um, review, good reviews at all, but he had a very good foreign policy. He formerly ended World War One, withdrew the final troops from Germany. We were still in uh, occupying the Rhineland. Um, repaired our relations with Mexico and Latin America, withdrew troops from the Caribbean. He called the Washington Disarmament Conference to begin this, not full disarmament, but naval weapons were the big weapons of the day, and that was at least partially responsible for World War One, the great naval race between Britain and Germany. And he said, we've got to get some controls on these naval weapons. He called that, met in Washington, D.C., and they began the process of shrinking the navies of the world. Um, there was some treaties struck there that, that ended tensions in the Pacific. One historian said it probably averted war in the Pacific for a decade. They banned the use of poison gas. So there are a lot of accomplishments that he had in foreign policy as well. Fabulous. Brian Walters is with us. The new book is called The Jazz Age President, Defending Warren G. Harding. Uh, talk about the allegations of corruption. Um, did they touch him or just those in his administration? Well, they certainly touched those in his administration. A couple of... Uh, People went to the penitentiary um, for their shenanigans. Um, there, was a, there was a corruption uh, scandal in the, in the Veterans Bureau. That was a new bureau because we had so many wounded warriors from World War One. That, that's when they began building veterans' hospitals. And the man in charge of that was skimming profits and overcharging the government. And he skimmed about $2 million off the construction of hospitals and um, medical supplies and things like that. Um, Harding confronted him violently in the White House. I mean, not only was he fired, he was prosecuted and went to the penitentiary. Um, there was a scandal in the Justice Department where they were selling pardons and liquor licenses and things like that. Um, he confronted the man there, and that guy went home and committed suicide. Hmm. Um, there was actually two suicides um, in his um, administration. And, of course, the big one everybody knows is Teapot Dome. Mm-hmm. And he found out about that on his westward swing where he died in office. He died on August the 2nd, 1923. And he had just found out about Teapot Dome. And I feel certain he would have done something about that, but, he, of course, he passed away. Yes. Um, and the, the cabinet secretary responsible for Teapot Dome ended up going to prison. He was the first American cabinet officer to go to prison. So people were punished. They didn't get away with it. And he tried his best to do something about it. And, of course, you know, he's 
he's a little bit at fault because he did appoint these guys to office, and you're responsible for who you appoint to office. But at least he was doing something about it. Right. We're talking with Ryan Walters about his new work called The Jazz Age President Defending Warren G. Harding. Hey, Ryan, so talk about um, Warren Harding dying in office uh, under, um, I would say, some say mysterious circumstances in a hotel room in San Francisco, yeah? Yeah, again, he was on this westward swing, this voyage of understanding. It took him all the way to Alaska. He was the first president to visit Alaska. That's cool. Um, was coming back down the western uh, coast. He got to Seattle um, and was given a speech, had a little bit of trouble getting through the speech because he was becoming ill. The doctor that was on the trip said it was probably a stomach ailment from some bad seafood. So they canceled his speeches in Portland. They went on to San Francisco. A heart specialist met him in San Francisco and said, I don't think this is not stomach. This is his, he's had a mild heart attack. Hmm. So they put him in a hotel room there in San Francisco and he was resting and trying to recuperate. The papers, the day he died, said it looked like the worst was over, that he was coming um, out of his ailment. But he had a stroke that evening while his wife was reading to him and uh, passed away. So there's no, there's no truth to the, rumor in the myth that his wife poisoned him <laughs> or that he killed himself. That's that's completely ridiculous. Even even people that hate him at the time uh, say that that was a, a ridiculous thing to say. The guy who came up with that was pretty much a con man. Ryan, uh, talk about what you hope uh, will change people's mind that's in your book. Uh, what are the things that, you know, if you would have asked me before I knew this interview was coming up about Warren Harding that you wish I would have known? Well, I think you have to – one of the, my favorite parts of the book was when I go into who Warren Harding was as a man. He was a very kind, generous person, reporters that, that didn't like him, that went to Marion to try to find out uh, more about Warren Harding were kind of shocked at how much the people in Marion liked him and how generous he was and kind, and he helped people out. And um, they everybody had different stories to tell how he'd helped their family at hard times or you know he bought christmas presents for my kids because i didn't have any money at the time a, a bunch of stories like that so he was just a kind caring humble man um small town values loved the country and went to office to do the best that he could and he he turned the country around from the slide it was in there's there's no question about that so if you're out there listening and you're a conservative if you're america first guy if you like president trump or you believe that you're, you're going to like warren harding now if you don't if you have a different political persuasion you probably won't like it interesting uh ryan what about uh, warren harding's uh, family today are there any survivors have you talked to them have you been in touch i actually i have um harding and his wife florence did not have any children um but warren Hart, president harding's brother did and i actually got a real nice note from uh president harding's grand nephew today who lives in cincinnati his name's warren g harding the third wow and he was really really happy the book he said he told me he said you hit it out of the park he said i couldn't have said it better myself and i'm buying uh copies for all the family so that was a nice thing to get today so yeah there are still some hardings um and they do what they can to promote uh, President Harding, and I hope I can uh, contribute to that. Very cool. Hey, that's exciting. So good for you, uh, Ryan, you know, helping to set the record straight about a legacy that's been marred. Yes, that's, that's my goal. I mean, there's a, there's a Warren Harding Presidential Library now in Marion. They've restored his home. So 
Um, I'm hoping to get up get up there at some point in time. So there's there are things happening, and he's he's not on the bottom anymore. We've got him up to number thirty seven, <laughs> like eight from the bottom. <laughs> We're working on it, so hopefully we can get him out of the bottom ten. Very good, good job, excellent. We're talking uh, with Ryan Harding. Uh, Ryan Harding. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, I just send you to the family. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Ryan Walters. The new book is called "The Jazz Age President Defending Warren G. Harding." Ryan Walters, it's uh, out right now, uh, the Jazz Age president. Very interesting. Good job. Take a quick break, come back. It's our daily feature. Does this make sense? When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsrustpittsburgh.com my brother-in-law died suddenly and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to SelectQuote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Year after year, it's the same routine. Drop off the taxes, pick up the taxes, leave a check. Maybe it's time to work with a business CPA who is less transactional and more relational. For Mike Radich and the team at MGR CPA and Consultants, it's about more than crunching the numbers. It's about getting the advice you need for complex tax issues and business solutions. It's just a better return. MGR CPA and Consultants. Honesty, integrity, always. At MGRCPA.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I love living in a rural community where neighbors help neighbors, even if we don't always agree on sports teams, politics, or the COVID-19 vaccines. We all have our opinions. Getting vaccinated is your choice, and no one can make your mind up for you. Talk to your health care provider about your questions to help make a decision that's right for you. GetVaccineAnswers.org has the latest information to help you decide. A message brought to you by the Ad Council. 
We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight with a low of 27. Tomorrow will be breezy with times of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow's high, 59. Cloudy, breezy, and mild tomorrow night with a low of 49. Taking a look at Thursday, it'll become increasingly windy with rain, becoming heavy. It'll be mild with a high of 57. We're expecting icy conditions late Thursday night with snow, sleet, and freezing rain. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. makes sense does what make sense the welcome mat oh 100 percent. i'm on board of the welcome mat times 10 oh yeah are you yeah because you need the welcome mat as the first no pun intended step into a clean house now it's a precursor in many ways to a no shoe household which is a whole other story Mm-mm. But when you're outside, or you're at the front door, at the at the foyer, you wipe your feet on the welcome mat, and then you step in. It's the grime reducer from the dirty world. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What about the word welcome on the mat? Oh, I don't mind that. What about the word welcome on maybe a wall plaque? Whatever. That's fine. What about like... Welcome on, like, the planter. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, you know, it's not my taste, but people, it's good to be, you know, on the welcome wagon, the committee. You want to be gracious. Welcome to my house, right? The first step in. Thank you for being here. We're excited that you're here. Welcome, right? Hospitality. I have no problem with that whatsoever. What do you got a problem? You say, it makes sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense. What? Come on. No, no. Listen, I like hospitality. Your spiritual gift I love, is I love, I love going to people's homes. Having people. I don't like welcome being all over the house. Not all. I don't like it on the mat. All over the house. I don't like it on the plaque. There's something about it. I think if you're telling me that I'm welcome, that I'm feeling like you're trying to make up for something. Like huh. inside, they really, really don't want me there, but they're putting the plaque up so that it can like try to ameliorate <laughs> oh, their problem. You mean, actually, they're miserable people. They're just trying to cover it by welcome mat? That doesn't make any sense at all. That doesn't... All right, does this make sense? Mm. Yesterday is Valentine's Day. Fresh cut flowers. Mm. I was talking to a friend of mine, and he said, yeah, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, we bought, you know, bought some flowers. He's like... My wife, she thinks that's a big waste. I'm like, what are you kidding me? I love flowers. My wife buys me flowers. Happy to have them. They're things of beauty. The f- fresh cut flowers make sense Every to you. time, John. There you go. There you go, Kat. How can you ever go wrong? People, Some people. Rather than someone saying, welcome, I wish they'd have some flowers out. And then I'd feel welcome and they wouldn't have to put it on the mat. I'd feel bad if I was wiping my feet on fresh cut flowers. <laughs> Who's the person who said the fresh cut flowers are a waste of money? I'm just saying. Whoever that person is, I'm sad for. Oh, no, you could say that. I mean, oh, it's a waste. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. It's a thing of beauty. They are beautiful. They make perfect sense. Oh Welcome, Matt, makes perfect sense as well. No, I don't think so. 101.5 WORD. Dr. Charles Stanley. Great faith says I'm not giving up. Great faith is not going to just quit. It's trusting God. Listen with full expectancy that he'll do what he says because he is who he says he is. 
Hear the series, Unshakable Faith in Uncertain Times, this week on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. There are some decisions in life that just flat out determine whether the day will be good or bad. And one of those Mount Everest decisions for me is which ice cream to choose. How is a mere human able to walk into a tasty ice cream shop and choose from seven perfect options? It's Ryan. And the reality is, deciding how to manage your mortgage is kind of similar. I had two radio listeners last month say, I've been wanting to know all the details of what a refinance or cash out refinance would look like for me, but I was embarrassed to ask and didn't want to feel pressured if I did. To which I say, we are a place that happily lets you taste test all the flavors. Guilt-free, no pressure, no judgment, and no follow-up unless you ask. It's very normal for us to provide what multiple refinance or cash-out options would exactly look like and then let you decide, or even just walk out completely after the taste test. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or Find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. This is a really interesting story. There is a, um, a Roman Catholic priest in Phoenix who has resigned his priesthood. I'm sorry. He's resigned his position as a priest from the local church he was serving. He will continue to be a priest. Because apparently over some two plus decades, as he was performing baptism, uh, he was saying, he said this, we baptize, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. But apparently through Catholic law, it should be, as the priest, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. It's the wrong pronoun. Saying that we baptize was incorrect. The Vatican instructs priests to say, I baptize you. So church leaders investigated and determined that last month, uh, his name is Father Orango, had incorrectly performed thousands of baptisms over more than 20 years, meaning that those he had baptized in Phoenix and at previous 
churches in Brazil and San Diego were not properly baptized. The oversight has apparently caused headaches for those who are seeking answers about whether their faulty and or botched baptisms have spilled over into other elements of their faith. For instance, would it affect those who were married by the church? Maybe. Unfortunately, there is no single clear answer. Uh, the father wait a minute. Up, wait a minute. That your wedding would somehow be because of the sacrament, the sacrament performed incorrectly, botched. That, that, you, that your marriage was also botched. That moving forward, your first holy You're communion, your confirmation, your marriage vows, perhaps in, even as far as your last rites. That's crazy. That all sacraments hinge on your baptism into the church and then so because it was botched everything else is invalid uh thomas olmstead the bishop of the diocese of phoenix said in a statement that he did not believe that the father father arango had any intentions to harm the faithful or deprive them of the grace of the baptism and their sacraments but um according to baptismal formula is extremely important of course to the tradition of the church it is not meant to be legalistic, uh, but there is some concern. Here, as, just as a priest should not use milk instead of wine during the consecration of the Eucharist, when the Catholic faith says that the wine becomes the blood of Christ, a priest should also not alter the wording of the sacrament of baptism. We want to hear what you think about this. 800-320-8255. What's your first reaction when you hear that the baptisms of these people were deemed invalid. Quote, in baptism, part of what makes it valid is the words that are used. And so that becomes significant. Um, Sandra Yoakum is a professor of faith and culture at the University of Dayton, said that if a priest said we, it would imply that the source of the grace of the baptism came from community, whereas saying that I would correctly assert that it is God doing the work of grace through the priest. But the, but the, but the I That's is the, the Catholic faith. Okay. Right. That the right. priest is different in a Catholic tradition, faith tradition, as opposed to Presbyterian. Sure. Or Methodist or Orthodox. Right. Now, this is, case is not unprecedented. In 2020, the Reverend Matthew Hood of the Archdiocese of Detroit saw a video of his own childhood baptism and realized that the deacon had said, we. So Father Hood, as well as others who were baptized by that deacon from 1986 to 1999, had to then be properly rebaptized. It's not that I'm trying to take baptism lightly. No, of course you should I, not. Because I, I feel like I take it seriously. What I'm objecting to is the fact that one that it, that one word can change something that is a supernatural reality. I'm not saying that you should I enter into baptism lightly or any other sacrament lightly, but flubbing one word. It's not, it's not like it's, it's not mag- a flub. It's, it's not, not a flub. It's, okay. It changes the direction okay. totally. I get, okay, I get that, but that doesn't. Ma- it's not magic. It's not like if you say the wrong incantation, it doesn't quote unquote work. And that's the impression that they're giving. Well, because you're not Catholic or don't know Catholic tradition, you know. Yeah. Well, but, so if there's if there's a priest or a deacon or someone of the Catholic faith, I'd love to hear from them. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. What you think about that? 
people look at, I mean, look at how many denominations have split over the idea of baptism. So people have very strong beliefs about it. But, I mean, I, I guess it's just a repeat of what I said before, which is that, you know, I was looking online just trying to read about, you know, the Catholic understanding of baptism. And um, there was a, several good websites I saw, but one goes back, it starts talking about St. Augustine in the 5th century, described the sacrament as an, you've probably heard this before, an outward and visible sign of an inward, invisible grace. So the sacrament right, right. is just this, the thing that we're looking at, which is showing the reality of what's happened spiritually to the person inside. So one missing word to me, how could that change the reality of what God has done? Supernatural yeah. spiritual effect that has just happened in a, a person's life. Right. What about uh, in other denominations? People say there shouldn't be infant baptism anyway. You should well, yeah, be a because fully Jesus, formed adult. Yeah, because well, that's because Jesus baptized adults. Right. People, Jesus baptized believers. But um, but the pedo Baptist Baptist position is that baptism is to us now and to New Testament believers as circumcision was to. Uh, young boys in the in Israel which is that it's a sign of the covenant right and so it shows that you have been welcomed into the family of God and you can confirm your baptism when you are an adult and you can say yes those those vows that my parents made and the reality of me being born into the covenant is a reality that now has come to fruition because now I profess my own faith yeah i mean i, I get that <clears throat> but again right you're not in the Catholic faith. So it's a totally different role that sure. the priest sure. plays. I, but it's okay to talk about how different faith traditions look at different yeah, things. Yeah. And I think that I think that this issue, uh, this story, makes it sound like baptism is magic. That if you don't say the exact right the incantation, incantation, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Coke. And that – and. Th- I don't think that that's consistent, at least with what I, I, again, I was not raised Catholic, but it doesn't look, it doesn't, it doesn't seem consistent with what I'm reading online. Sacraments, particularly, I'm reading here, depend on signs and symbols, which signify a sacred reality. Well, it's interesting. I mean, you know. So the sacred reality didn't change. No. But. So why, why do the words matter? Why did, why would your marriage, your subsequent marriage become invalid if someone said the wrong word during your baptism because god hasn't changed your relationship to god hasn't changed no, because of the absence of one word i don't know 800-320-825 no one's calling no, no one's calling to ex- to give their to perspective you, on it right? or didn't or just to give their perspective on it you don't have to correct me i've just loved or no, you can correct me either one i don't it's either it's fine either way but i i am curious as to what your reaction is when you hear that these people's baptisms were "quote unquote" declared invalid. Were you infant baptized? Yes. Mm-hmm. Were you? Yes. Okay. So you were christened because you were Catholic at yes, the time, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. There's two. So, so you were christened, which means that's its own service. Right. Baptism happens during like a worship service. Uh, I actually, I, I think that's not true. No, I think it happens after the fact. Yeah. Okay. So you think? Okay. All right. Good. Let's go to the phones. Hi, thanks for calling. Um, can you help us with this uh, this dilemma that we have? Yeah, this is George. Hi, from George. Barnett, 
um, I was married, and I also went through the marriage tribunal to be able to remarry after a divorce. And something like this, if, if I had not been baptized properly, every other sacrament up through my marriage and past would be invalid. In other words, if I had not been baptized properly, I would not have entered the marriage as a Catholic because I was not baptized properly, and then it would have been smooth sailing. I could marry anybody, any woman. All right, now, but George, you, you get what Kathy's point is, right? I mean, it's not necessarily about the priest. It's it's about the supernatural thing that's happened, right? Yes, yes. But what I'm what I'm saying is, we have to accept. Uh, I'm not a theologian. Theologian and okay. folks aren't either. Yeah. If a theologian says that this is something extremely important, it is extremely important. Look at look at how many of the thousands of baptisms that this priest did, thinking that he was doing right. right. Some of them became priests and nuns. Think of what happens. <laughs> Their ordinations. Aren't valid. Okay, so that's interesting. And, and, and see, I just don't think, I don't buy that. I don't believe that their ordination is invalid. If they wanted to dedicate their life to Christ, then their ordination is valid. It's not made invalid because a priest said one wrong word. Hi, do we? Yes, it's... Um, it's complex. Boy, this is a tough one. I bet the poor priest is not even sleeping at night. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah, he resigned his know. position from the church. I mean... Oh, um, so then, George, from your perspective, you're saying, right, um, all those who are who are misbaptized. In the article I'm reading from the New York Times, they call it a botched. It was botched. I mean, that's pretty harsh. Um, so then people's first communion, confirmation, their marriages, and, you know, last rites, all those things are invalid in some way, yeah? Let's hope not. But I do remember that uh, in Sunday school, or catechism, I guess I should call it, that we were told that if we see a child who is going to die, that I myself could baptize that child. There you go. Right, right, right. So, well, then, well, then, so there, there is a loophole there someplace. Okay, thank you, George, for your phone call. Um, you're looking for the theological loophole. Well, okay, so if, so if George could have stepped in and baptized a baby that he saw, then maybe George can step in and baptize one I, of these thousands of people that were misbaptized. That's very... It's an unusual story. It is an unusual the story. story. My son is in the second grade at our local public school, and yet somehow he gets to attend a Bible class during his school day because of LifeWise Academy. We're seeing public school students from urban, rural, and suburban communities who have never heard the basic stories of how Jesus came to rescue us. Hey, Word FM listeners, I'm Joel Penton, founder of LifeWise Academy, and we bring Bible education to public school students during the school day. Believe it or not, in 1952, the Supreme Court ruled that students can actually be released from public school during school hours to receive religious instruction. However, almost no one knows it's possible. LifeWise Academy provides the structure and tools for local communities to put to work. This program is taking off nationwide and our kids' futures are being changed. Would you consider leading the charge to start a LifeWise in your neighborhood school? 
The first step is to voice your support at LifeWiseAcademy.org. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Angels Light Addiction Specialists is a beacon of hope for those struggling with substance use disorder. At Angels Light, recovery begins with the unique dignity and worth of every resident. Their small boutique treatment center approach allows a diverse and experienced staff to focus on putting people first and provide the high quality of structured, comprehensive care necessary to support big life changes. Angels Light Addiction Specialists. For immediate help, click call now on Facebook or visit inpatientaddiction.com. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. I've been searching for ways to grow deeper in my faith and strengthen my daily walk, and I found it at Crosswalk.com. From Bible study tools to Christian living articles, devotionals, movie reviews, to marriage and finance articles, well, you get the idea. Crosswalk.com also has a great online community of Christians just like me, with everything just a click away. It's like having a trusted friend, teacher, and mentor right here at my desk every day. Crosswalk.com, the intersection of faith and life. From baptism to hockey, it happens daily here on Word FM. So video came out, I saw it last night on Twitter. Um, uh, Shaler hockey game, Shaler high school hockey game. Was it high school? Yeah. Um, and it was just a video. It was like the Zamboni was going around the ice. And the next thing I knew, there was a Shaler hockey player that was like going into the crowd and like completely wailing on somebody. Beating on someone. Yeah. Did you see it last night, Christy? I did. It was okay. crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. So, of course, you know, you don't know the whole story. But what I was reading today was that the hockey player, he was under the um, impression, <laughs> it was very polite, under the impression that his parents somehow were being maligned whether verbally harassed or physically put upon. Because it looked like he's he's like hitting adults hitting. in the picture. He is. He's crushing on someone. Right. Now, of course, you know, if you want to see the video, it's everywhere. But, if, you know, a young guy like that, I'm not trying to defend the guy. If, you know, if your parents are being, you know, put upon in some way, you're going to stick up for them especially if you're a hockey player. I mean, so who knows what's going to happen? Clearly, there's going to be repercussions in this young man's life. Right. I mean, I would say a minimal suspension. Who knows if there'll be... So he's suspended indefinitely. I'm reading from the Trib here, pending a hearing uh, following the altercation that happened. Uh, it was Thursday night in La Trobe. Um, Last Thursday. So uh, a hearing involving the Shaler player hasn't yet been scheduled, but will be in the next day or two. It's scary. The Shaler hockey coach declined to comment. You don't see stuff like this, especially uh, hockey players. uh, No surprise. They're a breed apart. And hockey etiquette is really different 
from any other yeah, organized but, sport. Yeah, but but the etiquette never allows for any player to go into the crowd and no. crush somebody. You never saw the movie Slapshot, right? I can't believe I've never seen that. It's one of those movies that I think... Yeah, I've seen it. Like 50 times. Yeah. I, I love it. I can't believe I've never seen it. The Hanson Twins. <laughs> Are there movies like that that you think, I, how have I never seen nope, that? No, you're the only one. Yeah. Okay. You're the only one. <laughs> I believe so, it. You never saw What's a Wonderful Life. I'm like, Kath, would you please? I never saw Ghostbusters. Yeah. Ghost, you never saw Ghostbusters? I never Ivan Rettman died yesterday. That's why I thought of it. You ever see Animal House? Nope. That's again, it's Ivan Rettman. Never saw Risky Business. What? Never saw Ferris Bueller. What? Ferris Bueller? It's a never fabulous, did. funny movie. I'm sure I'm sure they are all fabulous, funny movies. Well, maybe But meanwhile, not. you would watch 55 episodes of Jack Reacher 5. No, I'm not watching. I, mean, I told you I Jack Reacher is stupid, and I'm not watching but it. I watched know, you one get episode. my point. I mean, I mean I, major I enjoy a long story arc. Okay, so tonight, Sid, uh, Sid goes 500. for 500. He's not going in the stands. Yeah, he's not going into the stands. And it's um, it's Yager's 50th birthday. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. What are, and he's still playing hockey. I mean, that's... He's going to play till he he's 90. Who's he playing for? He's playing in Russia somewhere. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's an amazing story, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, best of luck to Sid. Sid if he, get if that. he got that Boom. goal against the Flyers, that would be... Boom. Sweet. How about Pens? 4 nothing over the hated Flyers. Okay. Let's go Pens. Sign on. Chrissy's going to go, eh, I'm not too sure. Oh, look, she's all because he won. She's the, the expert. John and Kathy, <laughs> a production of Salem Media Group.